And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, we are back. It is the Weighing In Podcast with my man, the real punk, Josh Thompson. We are here to talk about an incredible night of fights with UFC 275, the Yuri Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira light heavyweight championship, the belt changing hands. I cried a couple of tears. Age. I hate age. But there's so much to talk about. A lot of things going on. In the combat sports world, my man, how you feeling? A little tired? <laughs> John, it's so funny. I read the comments, as everyone knows. And last week, I talked about being tired. And everybody in the comment section goes, man, Josh talks about being tired at the beginning of every show. So you know what, John? I'm going to no, sit here and I'm tell people, tired. no, I'm not tired. You know what? I'm sucking it up tonight. I'm not tired. Can't fucking kill me. <laughs> you cannot yawn then, because as soon as you no. yawn... <laughs> <laughs> what you no. guys got to remember is it's 5 a.m. here for me, right? I, and even now for Podcast Dave, he's over here on the West Coast with me. It's 5 a.m., man. I'm getting up early to drop this show to you guys so you guys have something to listen to in the U.K. and wherever you guys are at across the world. But, you know, mainly like you U.K. people over there in Sweden and the U.K. and the Middle East, all of these places, we know that you guys are either going to bed or getting up, and it's your time to listen to our show. So we got to try and drop it to you at any time we possibly can. The earlier the better. You know, for John last night, the fight's didn't end about 1.30, 1 o'clock, 2, 2 o'clock. Well, yeah. So, you know, I can't ask a 90-year-old guy to stay up too late. <laughs> you know, otherwise he'd be no good for the next day. Oh. You know, uh, look, so Miss McCarthy's got him doing some slave labor out there at the ranch, at the farm. And so since she's got him working so hard, you know, I thought maybe it'd be best if I just go ahead and film in the morning early just for all the fans and especially for our old man here, Mr. <laughs> Mr. John McCarthy. It really you comes down to, look, I, down, I right. made... I made the biggest mistake, John, that most people do is last night after I got done watching the fights, I decided to flip through Netflix. And guess what I found? I found there's a new series of Peaky Blinders out. <laughs> My dumb ass decided <laughs> to stay Blinders up until, is awesome. until 3.30, 3.45 in the morning. I finally fell asleep and had to be up at 4.35, 4.30 something to get up and film the show. What an idiot. But I'm not tired because I'm going to power through with my, uh, my Cuban right. coffee. That's what I decided all in your to head. Do. Fucking brilliant, aren't I? I'm just, I'm really an overachiever. Oh, man. So I'm doubled up on some coffee right now, as you guys can tell from the way that I'm moving at 5 a.m. But let's really jump into these fights. Um, Look, these fights were good. There was a lot of good fights on the prelims, uh, a lot of back and forth fights, Um, fights that were close. Uh, the first three fights actually turned out to be pretty good that I didn't think were going to be good. There were some good fights and there's some good exchanges. But uh, let's. You want to start from the bottom? You go right to the main event. What do you want to do? Nah, you wherever you want to start. You're 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 leading the way. You you go, baby. Yeah, it's it's the coffee that's leading the way. It's not me, John. It's <laughs> it's the coffee. Uh, let, you know what? Let's start from the bottom. Work our way up there. All let's right, do let's that. Let's do it. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in or that QR code right there that Podcast Dave will put up for you guys. Click on that QR code. That'll take you to our page. Use that promo code Wayne in. Look, there was a lot of fights last night you could have potentially made some money on with the UFC 275. Gosh, there was some action-packed fights. A lot of fights that, man, were just changed by just a little bit. Hopefully, we made you guys some money if you took our advice. 
We were on the cusp of making some great decisions, John and I. Look, Santos came out, had a great fight. Glover nearly retained his title. There was a lot of different ways of winning that money last night. Fin fights finishing early, fights going the distance. They didn't expect to go the distance. But if you would have listened to us and taken some of our advice or not taken our advice, last night was one of those back and forths at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. Hopefully, with the first initial deposit, they will give you a little extra spending cash. And on top of that, John and I have been, John and I have been talking to MyBookie. And MyBookie has come back and said, look, after you put your initial deposit in and you bet that money, you got to use that money one more time. And after that, you'll be able to pull your money out. Go to MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in, And that's our gift to you guys, along with a little bit of our advice. Hopefully, we can make you guys some money. Get you guys into the big houses like Big John and I. All right, so let's call it Ramona Pascal versus um uh what was her last Jocelyn name? Edwards. Uh Jocelyn Edwards. Yes. Good little fight, El man. Pantera. All the way down, Dave. All the way down. Or yeah, Lapenter. Here we go, Dave. Do you want do you want to higher up? Or do you want me to like, Yeah, can you bring it a little bit? Okay. There you go. Yeah, that's right, good. Go. Yeah. All right. So um look, it was a very close fight. I mean, I had a one one going into the I had a one so one of the judges had a 30-27. Yeah, no. I, I didn't There's see that no I thought way. the first round. Yeah. Yeah. First round had to go to fucking Pasquale. Had to. Yeah. Yep. She had her in trouble. Yeah, she had her in big trouble. Which yeah. I knew, honestly, just to be honest, I knew as soon as she got let her get out of that first round, I said the speed, the power, all of those things. She was Pasquale's too slow. She yes. carries she looks like she carries a little bit too much weight. Okay, they were talking about it in, in the walkout and the entrance and all of those things. She should actually be cutting down to the next weight, weight class below to 135. She's fighting at featherweight. She should be a 35-pounder. The PSI has apparently had some some of their uh, nutritionists look at and do the do whatever it is their testing was. That she should be able to fight down at 135 and safely. So she, she just needs to work on, I think, working on her speed. She's got a good chin. She can take some shots. But she's just a little bit too slow. She doesn't fight very smart either. There's times and in, in moments in her first fight, in her debut, she decided to stand and trade and basically get into these slug matches. In this fight, she tried to stay away from that, which I thought was a good idea. But when she had her in trouble, she didn't press the action. She didn't make her make her fight off of her back foot because every time she threw and she had her in trouble, she had some great. She she had some. Uh, she she got great results, and that's what you should have. That's what we. That's what she should have been trying to do from the beginning. Yeah, I, the one thing I was you got to be impressed by was the output of Jocelyn Edwards, especially with mm -hmm. the kicks up the middle. She was just using that teep kick straight up the middle time and time again, and she was eating yeah. the body of Pasquale up at times. He's like, man, because you, you know what it's like when when someone just continues to attack your body. It's draining because eventually you're starting to because you're squeezing down all the time. And then you're trying to sweep the leg away, and it's like very, very uh, impressive attack by Jocelyn Edwards, especially after that first round taking over in the second, definitely taking the third round. I thought it was a great fight, very competitive, but uh, I thought she walked away with it in the end. Calm down, Cobra Kai. There, Mister Sweep the Leg. I got you. Calm down. <laughs> sweep Calm down. the leg. Uh, yeah, but overall, it was actually a pretty entertaining fight. Uh, Good fight. I, thought, I I agree with you, Edwards. She did great work with that front thigh kick to the leg, the little oblique kick. And then she also was getting busy right up underneath the rib section as well. I'm surprised that Pasquale didn't throw more of the body kick because they were southpaw versus conventional. She was having some success versus in the, with when she was throwing the kicks early in the fight. She got away from it as the fights went on because she started getting kicked too much. And sometimes yeah. that's one of the biggest deterrents is when you are getting kicked, 
to start kicking them back and kicking them back just as much. And then they stop kicking a little bit. They just don't have the same type of, or they don't like it. So they think if they stop kicking, then you'll stop kicking, which is <laughs> generally what happens. Yeah. And that's, that's, it seemed like that's exactly what happened in that fight. Look, the next fight, I don't know if this young, I don't know if this young lady got the, the bonus, but geez, for somebody well, that small, she packs one hell of a punch. She threw that combination fast and on point. Holy Boy, shit. Juarez was on point. Yeah. You could see, John. Leon. What? No, no. I, I looked at Juarez. War, uh, what's her? What's her? For, Gomez Juarez. She she was waiting patiently. She stuffed the takedowns. She uh she made sure that Leon was reaching and lunging in for the takedowns after she was able to escape. I think the first two takedown attempts. Just patience. Patience was key. She set up on the right hand. She did a great job. The overhand right, boom, dropped her, sat her down as she came up. She, it seemed like she couldn't miss. Most people rush those positions after they rock someone and smothered it all. She kept her distance, hit her with the little shot as she came up, finished her off with the rest of the combination. John, it was nasty. She folded her back like, like I think uh, Bisbing said, like a lawn chair. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I, you, said, you said the perfect thing because it was the difference between what you know Gomez Juarez was able to do as far as patience and what Liang Na, she became impatient. She became, she started to press trying to get that takedown, and that's what led to those shots. And so, what do you say? When someone's got power in their hands and they can just deliver that one shot, that, and that one shot froze Na, just froze her in place, and then she came back with the, the left hand and just, you know, another accurate shot, putting her, you know, down, folding her back, you know, like a lawn chair or something, but... I mean, very impressive performance by Juarez. I mean, just when you have a a strawweight fighter having that type of power, that's unusual. Josh, for the this record, she, she did get fifty k. Oh, okay, oh, that's go. what I I would imagine. I mean, she had a very impressive knockout. It was nasty too, the way she folded yeah. her backwards. But if I'm the UFC, I mean, I know this is there's a lot to. To take in right now, it's it's you know it was a good fight, good performance, but let's be honest, John, and let's talk about let's talk about the marketability of this sport, in, especially in the female divisions. You you need to have you have you need to have certain attributes, and it's it's unfair in some areas. But she's she's a good looking female. She, she obviously has fast hands, and she possesses that type of power. The energy she gave on her interview afterwards. And the way yep. she said, like this, 50, 50, whatever, I don't know what she said, but she said 50 something, and that's all I can make out, <clears throat> which meant give me the money. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, but those are the things, if you are a promoter, those are the things that you're looking for. And she she had all of them. She checked every box. Boom, boom, boom. As as it all happened after, at the end of the interview, I'm like, expect, expect Dana to make a push for her, to make sure that she's making those... Cause, she, like I said, she she she's beautiful. She fights hard. She stuffed the takedowns. And what are they like? They love to see the fact that she's got heavy hands and she throws. That's the thing. They're looking for stand up fighters. I'm sorry. They're they're not always looking for the rest. They're not. They're not. They're never looking no. for the rest. <laughs> but they're looking for the ones that will stand and bang. And yep. when she stood last night, the whole crowd was in like, holy shit. So that and that's exactly what went through my mind. She let those hands go, and they were accurate, and they were on point, and they have they they possess some power. I call them dogs, 
But yeah, yeah, they possess some power. So look for them to start making a little bit of a push with her, you know, uh, after that after that type of performance. Yeah. Uh, we had, I want to say, it's, it looks like Kang, they call it Kong, against uh, Dana. Donna. Dana. Donna. Dana. Uh, whichever nah. one, I don't know. It, it was a good fight, back and forth as far as, I, it was just that Kong had the better technique. He was cleaner. He was crisper. He was more accurate. Man, he ate that calf up. Did you see the lower leg on Dana at the end of that fight? I mean, well, even during the middle of it, you looked and you went, God damn that thing. He did not take a bad step throughout that fight, though. You got to look and say, man, you are a tough son of a bitch because you know that thing is just heavy. It's hurting and your foot's not, you know, working the right way. Just a beautiful prolonged attack by Kong in that yeah. in that entire fight and Denard really you know doing everything he could he just got especially as the fight progressed he was the one on the receiving end of the combinations and the accuracy that he just couldn't match if you guys go back and watch that fight <clears throat> Kong was doing well when he was leading the dance every time yeah. Denard pushed him backwards a little bit he wasn't the same fighter that I think the calf kicks had a huge uh, influence on that's what kept him from pushing forward. He was afraid to put too much weight on that lead leg and get kicked a couple more times or get 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 that fatal blow that would get him to have yeah. to switch stance and start showing that he was injured. He did a great job of hiding the fact that that there was a lot of damage to that leg. I mean, his calf. You know that thing was just just yeah, destroyed. It was, it was super swollen. It looked about as big as oh. yours. And so I was like, holy shit, it swelled so much. I mean, your calf's about yeah. a little bit bigger than that, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> deformities when you're born Not i get much. it um, deformity is part of my my thing <laughs> uh but tough as nails didn't switch his stance kept the pace he just couldn't push the pace if he could have just pushed him around a little bit more i think he would have made it would have had a little bit more success against kong because he just kong looked good when he was leading the dance he was in control and he was he was able to throw the kick land the combinations throw the, the combinations and then land the kick he was good in all those areas only when he was leading the dance. Every time he had to be pushed backwards, every time he got uh, a combination thrown at him and he had to step straight back, he wasn't the same fighter. So if that was, was uh, Denal. One thing that Denal did, that lead uppercut he would throw at times, it caught Kong several times. It was like, man, keep going back. I know you don't want to go back to the well too many times, but very successful with it. Not an easy shot to land. No, it never is. And you leave yourself open every time you, yes, leave, every you, time do. you do it. So, yep. Yep. all right, next fight, Brendan Allen versus Jacob uh, Malcone. Yeah, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of people were upset about this fight and everything as far as the outcome stuff. It was one of those you're taking a look at the difference in the approach of the fight. Malcone is controlling, Allen is fighting. And really, that's why I think he ends up getting, getting the win as far as that's what the judges should be looking for. Who's the guy that's actually trying to do the things to end the fight before that three rounds comes to a conclusion? And it was Brendan Allen. It's not that Malcolm wasn't doing you know good work. We know that he's a really good wrestler. We know that he's tenacious in his attacks in taking the ground. He's very slick in a lot of what he does. It's just that you've got to try to do things that are going to finish the fight at times, and it, he was getting more into controlling position and keeping 
Brendan Allen where he was at than he was in trying to finish him in the fight. And I think that's in the end what cost him the, the, the decision. Look, what was it just last week? I think we did the whole talk about the judges and things like that. This was one of those fights where you look at, you could sit here and say, oh, damage, control, submission attempts. You, you could break it all down. But the bottom line is the fight was close. So you yeah. can't complain about who won in this situation. You can't say, oh, I thought so-and-so won. Or, oh, I thought this. No. Leave all that out. The fight was close. Okay? So if it goes one way on one judge's card, it goes the other on another judge's card, and then finally you have one judge that decided who won, that's the way it should go. <clears throat> And it, it was a close fight. There was a lot of scrambling going on, a lot of losing positions, lots of coming out the back door, regaining front headlock position, a lot of going back over to mount. That, those types of fights really comes down to where the judge was sitting and where he thought who was getting the most control along with landing the damage or trying to finish the fight at the time. So people complaining about it, it was a close fight. Both close. fighters did the best they could, and this the judges came up with the decision they came up with. Move on. Time to go on. But I thought Brennan Allen looked good. I was surprised that um, Malcolm was able to stand as long as he did because he was having some success on the feet. Yeah, he did uh, well. As well. He was landing some clean shots. Not so, known uh, as a stand-up Al guy, so. No. You know, and Allen needs to work a little bit more on his def on his defense. He's leaving himself a little bit more open, or I don't know if he just felt like um, I thought he was felt no like he was going to be. He was going to dominate in the stand-up, yeah. and he was so concerned just with I just need to keep this guy from getting into the clinch situation with me or getting that takedown. So just the way the fight played out. But I thought it was a very close fight. Very, It was entertaining. I thought both guys were really uh, working hard. I thought Brendan Allen, you know, in the end, man, you know, it's, it was that, in my opinion, that, you know, that he was trying to land strikes at times, trying to do things that would stop Malcoon. I think that's where they saw the difference. Yeah. Next fight. Steve Garcia against Machate. Holy shit. One <laughs> shot. Bink. Yep. Yep. My God. You know, what do you say? I mean, both of them coming off of the, the contender series. Uh, Machate just looked, you know, hey, he's got power in his hands. That's the one thing you can see off of it. You can see it when he was when he won the contender series fight, and you can see it now. So people are going to have to look out. He, that's a young man. He's only 22 years of age. Jeez. So that's he's, he's got a lot left in the tank, a lot of years of uh, getting better, and that's what he just needs to work towards, always continually progressing in his abilities, in his knowledge of the sport. He's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, but Garcia was actually doing good work before that happened. Yeah. He, he had rocked he, he had rocked Machate a little bit, and he was actually landing some good shots. Just got caught. That's really what it comes down to. He stepped in at the wrong time, left his chin, left his shoulder down a little bit too much. Was able to catch him coming over the top, I believe. And then yep. overall, though, I mean, like this, what you want to see from two young, talented fighters is the exchange that they had last night. Um, slowing down a little bit of the pace from Garcia, making sure he doesn't um, leave himself out of position. <clears throat> but overall, I mean, I couldn't get too much away from it because it was a one round fight. But overall, I thought both fighters looked like they have some potential. Yeah, something you can build on. That's it. what you're looking for. That's what that contender series is good for. Gives these young guys an opportunity and females an opportunity to get up into the big show, <clears throat> see what they can do, and how they handle themselves under the bright lights. And I thought both fighters uh, showed glimpses of being good, being good, especially under the bright lights. And that's something you want to see as a promoter. And from the UFC, yeah. I'm sure the UFC is looking exactly for that. All right, Kuliabao versus. 
Troy. Oh, man. man. What did you think? What, what, what was your impression of this fight? I, I Okay, look. My impression was I don't think it should have been a split. No. I had Not I had Kuliabao winning all three rounds. But, John, it was very close margins. I want to say on rounds. I can't remember round one or two. But, I mean, it was it was close. I just felt like Kuliabao was doing a little bit more, letting a little bit of the harder shots. Was was When he wanted to, was, dick, was doing really well. There was times he was in trouble. There was times he got rocked as well. I get all that. But yeah, but he I was had, rocking. Yes. He was rocking Troy throughout that fight at times and had him in trouble. And, and you got to yep. give it to Troy. What a chin because he would come back and you would think, oh, he's in trouble. And it's like he's not even showing like that affected him after the first wobble. I mean, amazing yep. as far as his recovery and, you know, being able to deal with that and come back. But I had Cooley about winning the fight and I had him winning it fairly handily. I thought he won, yeah. like you said. You could have you could have given Troy the one one round, but mm-hmm. overall I thought it was an easy twenty nine twenty eight for Kuliabao. He's good. He's fun to watch, man, because he he comes yeah. after you. Yeah, that was one thing that I know. Both of them were willing to stand and trade. Both of them had impressive moments. Both of them landed some clean hard shots. I think um, Troy kind of, he got caught up sometimes in in that. Instead of he at the very end, he got a takedown. He could have utilized yeah. the takedowns a little bit earlier in the fight to lead should up to, to let his hands go. He should have because he made it look easy. And I know maybe that was the third round. It was like, okay, maybe we thought we were going to stand. He was able to sneak that takedown in there because it was so unexpected. But when I watched that fight, John, it just both of them are extremely talented. Both of them have, I think, a bright future in the sport. But what I did notice is that this is one of those fights. Don't let the body tell you who the better fighter is. Because <laughs> Cooley Valve doesn't look like someone you should be afraid of. You, nope, if you ran into him, you ran fight. into him, if you ran into him at a at a Starbucks and he started talking trash to you, you'd be like, Man, I'm gonna smash you. And he would just light <laughs> you up with a two piece and a biscuit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes, telling at you. The, I'm, at the Starbucks, it'd be a latte with a freaking fresh wrap. <laughs> You're in um, trouble. With, <laughs> with their what is it? Their spinach wrap or their little spinach, egg? spinach feta wrap, man. Yeah. Oh man. But no. Um. But I thought it was a great fight. Probably one of my best. Uh, one of the best fights on the card. Fun, action packed. Went back and forth. But I had Kulibau. I think winning thirty twenty seven. But this is one of those fights where it just because he won thirty seven, the fight was close. Like yeah, it was a little bit more this way for for Troy. It could yeah. Exactly, a great matchup, good fight. Um, I was very, I was very, I was sitting there going, man, this is this is absolutely amazing. Look at watching these two guys throw down and get after it. Both were in trouble at some point in the fight. Those are the kind of fights you want to sit down and watch. You want to pay that pay per view money for. Yep. All right, Jack Della Mandalina versus Imov. I mean, if you are. Ramazan Imov, you thought you had that submission. You yeah. thought, I've got him. This is over. And when the guy gets out, and, and people don't believe this, as the fighter, the way you look at this is like, holy shit, I had it, and I just lost it. And that is not ever a good thing for you. And I'll tell you what, you got to give it to uh, Madalena. Dude's tough. He proved that by you know surviving that. You know, submission, there's something about Australians now with uh, Volkanovsky, and now they do not 
They do not tap to the submission. I love that, man. They fight their way through it and then just piece them up. I mean, just a beautiful yeah. exhibition <clears throat> by Madalena. He's good. You know, he's fun to watch. I love the fact that he says, you know, hey, if anyone wants to fall out of the cart, I'm ready. Let's go. I'll go next. <laughs> so he's ready to go again. He wants to fight. He looks good right now. It's just a matter of, you know, the next step, who they're going to put him against. Can I ask you a question? Uh, uh. What was the big red mark on Emev's ribs? Is that a birthmark? Dude, no, I don't know if he had like a heat pack because it was halfway yeah. you know, on his back. It was like they had had a heat wrap or something on him, you know, uh, it, weird. You know, yeah, it normally, was like only it was split him right down the middle from oh, here yeah, to like, yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, Around the rib cage, TV. all the way to the Around middle the... of his back. I know. It's not a birthmark. There's no way. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought maybe it was like one of those reddish birthmarks. But, Can you pull? But okay. But see, take see, a look. At, it's even there at weigh-ins. I know like. that's, but it's on the other side. <clears throat> ah, interesting. You're right. It's it, on that side there that's facing us uh, during yeah. the fight, but on the not in there. Yeah, see, see there it take, is. There it is on the other side. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what you know. Is. It might be something he does. Maybe you know. Look, he could have all. He could have all kinds. He could have a you know back problems where you know he needs the heat to loosen his back up. I don't know, but yeah, it was definitely there. I don't know. He looked good. He was looking good up until that that uh, dart was Anaconda. Huh? No, he an, got yeah, knocked an, out, dude. No, no, was the Anaconda on? He had the Anaconda on tight. Oh yeah, <clears throat> on Jack. Yeah, yeah. So he had it on, which I was surprised because Jack just actually reached back as he slid off enough. He was able to turn the grip enough. He just reached back and grabbed the wrist and pulled it off. Yeah, grabbed the hand. So he was yep. able to just kind of reach back because he was pushing the elbow. He's doing whatever he could. He's trying not to over rotate and get taken down. So he can lock it in. He lost that position for a second, and finally he was able just to reach back and pull the hand right pull off. Hand. And it slid right off. It was real quick. Yeah. Not many people, like when you start thinking about when you're caught in a submission, what's the number one thing to do? Sometimes just push up on the triangle. Like sometimes just pull the, the knee down like to make some space for the simplest things. Some people just panic too much, and he kept his wits about him the whole time. Very impressive for a young fighter, John. So yeah, but... Just like you're saying, the whole thing is you don't always have to get out of the submission. You have to create space. Once you create space, you can survive. You just have yeah. to relax, tell yourself, I'm going to be okay. Create the space. That's what, you know, he, that was tight. It was tight. On, when, oh. when it first was locked on, it was tight. And I was yeah. like, oh, he in trouble. And man, no, he worked his way through it, just like you said. And, it, and it, I, exactly what you said, peeling that hand off the way he did is not something you see very often, mm -hmm. but worked beautifully yeah so in setting that submission up though with the way he had it he should have broke him down a little bit more down to his face or down to like at least down to his knees with no hands he tried yeah. to oh he tried to rotate him through while he still kind of had a little bit of a base and that's what kind of led to him not getting the roll through and able to gather the leg to finish the submission these are little tiny things though yep. that emev or imov or whatever will learn as time goes on Little tiny thing. He seems like a very talented fighter. He had some success on the feet. Was quick on the on the takedowns. Quick on the uh, <clears throat> in the grappling. Very impressive. I mean, he's got a bright future ahead of him as well. I'm very interested to find out what the hell the red mark was on his ribs. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> as soon as the fight was but, done, is exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. All right. Next one. Jake Matthews against Andre Fialu. God damn, Jake Matthews looked. 
good. Dude, he couldn't miss at times. Nope. He was fast, accurate, had power, everything you could want. I mean, just an unbelievable performance. I mean, you just don't have that many fights. Because, you know, Andre is tough. He's good. Mm -hmm. And, man, I'll tell you what. Jake Matthews just looked like he was levels ahead of him in that fight. If that's the Jake Matthews we're going to see, and I, because I talked to you know, before the fights, I said, look, on the ground, you know, mm -hmm. Jake Matthews has got him. Jake Matthews is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's good on the ground. On the feet, I got to give it to Fial. Man, I was wrong. Yeah. On the feet, Jake Matthews looked unbelievable. I didn't expect Matthews to be that fast. <sighs> he, because I, I, especially when I saw the first couple combinations, oh, wow, he's faster. I was like, oh, but he'll still slow down. I think he's just throwing the, the one, the two, one, two real fast. Yeah. You know, because he, he's afraid of getting clipped. But as he started landing and as his combination started coming out more fluid, he started throwing threes and fours. You could see that speed and they were wasn't touching. going anywhere. And they and were they landing. Were touching. Yeah. And they, it, the speed wasn't going anywhere. And once I noticed that, that speed wasn't going anywhere and he was getting confidence on the feet, I was like, oh, I said, Andre's in trouble, man. Because, yeah. but let me ask you this, though, John, I'm going to play, and everyone's going to say I'm biased. But do you think because. Andre's gone four fights in the last six months. Not even that. I think he's been less than that probably amount of time. Do you think that started to have a little bit of an effect, a little bit of too much action, too much in camp, not giving your body time to with this with to rest? And you could really be feel. And I'm not saying he overtrained. I'm just simply saying your body needs that time. Your body needs after a fight or two. Your body needs okay. Give me give me a couple months of just. Let me relax. Let me get some food intake. Let me recover a little bit. Being in camp every fucking day, all the time. It's been pretty much six months straight since he had his first fight in the UFC. Yeah. I will tell you, I, I, I do believe in peaks, in you, your performance, getting to a point where you're as good as you're going to you know, be uh, within your skill set and your abilities at the time, and you peak for that performance. And then there's a natural, you know, you you – you you have it just go down some and then you try to peak again for the next. And sometimes when you are fighting this many times, you're trying to peak too often and you'll find a flat spot in there. You can't, you can't hit that peak and your performance is going to show based upon it. I, I'm not sure that that's, you know, what happened with Andre. I, I just look at it and think Jake Matthews was the faster fighter. He had the more power in his hands for the yeah. night he just was leading every bit of that fight. Uh, Fiala was, you know, in the beginning, I was really, you know, I was impressed with what Jake Matthews was doing as far as touching him. And it was really concerning to me that Fiala wasn't throwing. He was marching yeah. him down, but he wasn't throwing anything. It's like, dude, you, you've got to be offensive if you want any chance in this fight. And he wasn't. He was really, you know, taking shots and not countering, not initiating he was confused by what he was having presented to him by Jake Matthews. And, the, and that's, that's part of what, you know, Matthews is supposed to do. And he did it. Some of it, I think also is you sometimes, some fighters, they see everything too much and then they all oh, get him next time. Uh, yep. I'll wait. They, they yep. try to be too patient. They're trying to or, wait for or, that, that knockout blow. 
or they see that they see that one thing that they go, okay, I can take advantage of that, and they wait, and they wait, yeah. and and that opportunity never comes again because the guy realizes, ah, I screwed up there, I don't want to do that again, and he doesn't, and you're waiting on something that's never coming. Don't wait. Yeah, you gotta go. Well, on top of that, I think the speed really gave Andre a problem because he's like, yeah. oh, wow, he's fast. Oh, he's going to shoot soon. He's going to shoot soon. So I think he was waiting for the takedown, waiting for the takedown, and it never came. But there's no reason to shoot a takedown when I'm having not, success on the feet. Not and when you're, you're not throwing. Performing like that, exactly. You had very little coming back, you know, towards Matthews. I know they had the one incident near the end of the round where they said, oh, you know, he's hurt. And it's like, no, he fell down. I don't know why he fell down. But then they went back and said, yeah, he just, you know, tripped up on his feet and stuff. And it happens. But yeah. there was nothing in there that I saw that, you know, told me that Fialu, you know, was even close to landing good shots yeah. in that fight. Very, very little touched uh, Matthews with any power or anything like that. And they had some exchanges where they were both winging. Yeah. But. It seemed to me that Matthews was the one that was always getting the cleaner shots in and winning those exchanges. I want to use this this moment. You brought that up was at the very end. I want to use this as a teaching moment for everyone at home. Okay, if you guys are listening to the show, go back and watch and listen to the listen to the commentary. When at the very end of that first round, when Matthews goes down in DC, and and this nothing against my boy, I'm I'm not trying to throw him <laughs> under. I'm not trying no. to throw him under. He's like, oh my god, he hurt him. And then they had to go back and watch the replay. This has to do with when you're judging a fight, it depends on what your view of the fight the angle. is. The, That's right. The punch was never thrown. Yeah. He tripped over his own feet. Yep. And DC thought there was a punch that landed and said that. That lets you know that this is a learning moment. That well, this, and, and, this is what the difference DC, is in DC's a guy that, that knows fighting. He understands what's being done out there. And from the angle that he was looking at, he thought something landed and hurt him. But he was wrong, you know, and that can happen. And that's what can happen with judges too. And so, well, the other thing though is, and did, and like I said, another teaching moment is DC's got a huge ass monitor in front of him, and he didn't <laughs> yeah, see he it. Does. And he's also got the fighters in front of him. Right. If you look and at what the judges are watching, they're watching this little tiny eight inch monitor. Sometimes that's what they watch the fights on. They don't get a big monitor. Not every single time. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. You don't know what, what they get in some cut. Like when we were in Paris, I felt bad. Our judges had maybe a six or eight inch. I don't know if it was eight inches. It was like probably a six inch monitor. And even the judges looked at me like, I'm supposed to watch this through this thing. So they actually had to make, they actually swapped them out and gave them a bigger monitor. Like I think I, after the first couple of prelims, I helped, I helped that one in the, uh, the next week. I said, Hey, give them a damn monitor that's yeah. this big. And they had you big monitor. To. They all, they all loved it because there's angles within especially you know look i'm gonna just i've said it too many times the ufc they set up where the judges sit the athletic commission really doesn't and it's always been the same there's the one fence as you sit as the judge that gives you a really good view there's the cage door that is where where the commission is at you're going to see one judge there He's looking through three different posts and the and the door. On the other side, the other door is your other judge, and one judge gets the view that the ring card girls get with an open panel. So you got two judges that really don't have good seats. They got shitty views. They're looking through a lot of posts. 
And so it's, it's not an easy thing. So many times, you know, and just angles in the cage when someone gets into, especially in the octagon, because of the corners of it, if you're the judge, you know, you're going to see them leaning over. You can't see the fight. You've got to go down to that monitor. It becomes essential that you have that. When it's a little tiny eight-inch screen, it becomes, yeah, you can see it, but sometimes you just don't see it as clearly and stuff. And, you know, I always say the worst place for a judge to sit is down looking up. How do we have our judges? Down looking up. They should be up looking down. You see more. But it's just the way it is. I don't give a shit. If I'm one of them judges, just sit me next to the ring card girls. Okay, I don't give a shit about the fight. (laughs) (laughs) Put me right over there. Yeah. I'll just do the best I can. Hey, I'll just yeah. ask the other judge. Hey, would you who'd you go with? Which would <laughs> that's all. Just send me right there. Oh man. But you're overall a, You're look, a horrible man, Josh Thompson. I'm a ho- I'm a horrible, horrible man, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You're, you're a horrible man whore. <laughs> man whore. Uh look, overall, Matthew's great performance. Expect big things out of him. I really loved what he said in his interview. What you have seen previously to this fight. You saw 50% of how good I'm going to be moving forward. Yeah. Those are the those are the things that you want to hear coming out of your fighter going, look, I understand what I've come up short. I understand what I need to work on. I understand what I need to focus on now. I'm maturing as an individual and as a fighter. If I'm a promoter and I have seen that performance after the last three performances that Fialo's had, I'm like, yep. I'm sticking my claim. Not to mention, like I said, and just like with the females, I said it earlier with uh, Gomez Juarez. When you look at marketability, the kid's a good-looking kid. He's good-looking, speaks well, represents a country. I'm sorry. that's what, If you're a promoter, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for someone that has that it factor. He's got it. And he's young. What is yeah. he, 27? Yeah. Hello. Still, I'll put, he's, I, been, he's been signed since he was 19. But he, 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 you want to give one, one thing out, take a look at that, his last fight. Sean yeah. Brady, that just tells you how Sean good Brady. Sean Brady is. Yeah, Sean Brady's a stud, man. Yeah. Sean Brady's a stud. a stud. There's no, there's no way, there's no way around. You know, people aren't going to give him credit because of his last performance, and then he still got the win. People yeah. are going to sit here and say, "Oh, but it wasn't the best performance, but it was still, a, it was still a great fight." I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing. I wanted to see. I actually pitched for him to fight uh, Bilal Muhammad. because people are like, "Oh, why?" So they could both fucking hug each other. No, what's going to happen is they're both going to be forced to stand. Bilal's going to be able to stop his takedowns. Bilal's going to be afraid, not afraid to take him down. Bilal's going to be very hesitant on how he takes him down. So the two of them are going to end up stuffing each other's takedowns. Yeah, he's going to have a hard time getting him down as well. But you know who Bilal Muhammad's fighting next? I don't. Kamzat. Oh, is he? I didn't know that was signed. Interesting. Look out. It's coming. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, su- I I would have thought that they would have put him in Colby Covington. So would I. I, I obviously, uh, yeah. Obviously, someone didn't want that fight. You figure out who. Oh, I would imagine it was Colby. Yeah, I would imagine. I would. I, would I mean, but that was the fight that Dana I heard was trying to make right for ABC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think also too because it was that was there supposed to be talk of it being an interim title, Colby and Kamzat, because it depends on how long Usman was going to be out. Yeah, yeah, but now uh, Usman's we'll coming back. Yep, he is. So, I right. looking forward to that. The go, second coming of the uh, one of the fights. It was the fight of the year back in what twenty twenty. 
2019? End of 2019? What was it? 2020. 2020. I think it was but, 2020. Yeah, I think so. I think it was like March of 2020 or something like that. But mm-hmm. Wei Li yeah. against Joanna. What's that? No, it was Wasn't before. The lockdowns? It was before. No, March 13th. It was before. It was March 7th. February 13th. Sorry, March February 7th. 13th. Yeah, take, oh, take a fight. look at. So February, yeah, February 13th was the lockdowns, not March. I keep thinking. I don't no, know it was March 16th. Was the fight. Lockdowns, lock, the, mar- the fight was March 7th. No, where, where are you looking? I'm looking at right here. See, Ioana and uh, Whaley was March 7th. Oh, is that, March 7th. Is that Whaley's? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and March then um, the March thirteenth, the, the start of the lockdown. March thirteenth. Okay, so February. Yeah, so Dublin was uh, the end of February, and then we flew back for like a week, and then went straight to uh, Mohegan Sun. The March thirteenth was the lockdown. Yeah. That's right of twenty twenty. Hey, at least we went into two years of COVID uh, lockdowns with a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> Great mm. fight, but. Yeah. You got to go back and you look at that. That was just such a war, and both both of them took you know big shots, a lot of damage. This one completely different, man. I'll tell you what that that first round when you saw Wei Li just physically manhandle Joanna, take her down, beat her up, beautiful elbows on the ground, beautiful positioning, just looked fantastic. I mean, amazing as far as what she did with someone who is not an easy person to take down, someone that's always good at getting herself back to her feet. She did not have that ability. And then in the second, you know, hey, anybody can get caught with that spinning back fist. It, you know, it happened. It hit her. That's That was the shot that was like your shot with yes, it was. Eve Edwards. Brachial yep. stun hits the brachial except I, nerve. Except and, I missed the fucking spinning back fist. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> you were throwing the spinning back fist. But it hit the oh, same. That you know that kick that hit you is the same as the spinning back fist that hit Joanna. Yeah. It hits that nerve, the brachial nerve, and it's it doesn't knock you out. Your brain is still there as far as you, you know what's happening. You just can't move your body. Your body shuts down. That you know, when she went falling, you know, face forward, and she's not really moving. That's because she can't. Her brain is like, you know, get up, and her body does does not function, does not move. That was a great shot by Whaley. I want to say this, Joanna Jen Jacek had a feeling when she was taking her gloves. I said she's going to retire, and it broke my heart because man, she has been phenomenal in the strawweight division. Uh, just. The ultimate warrior, the ultimate champion, someone that made you know made you believe things as far as the way she went after the fight, the boogie woman kind of thing and stuff. And I, I don't know, you know, it's been I've seen I've I've watched her fight for a long time. You know, I did some of her fights, did her fights where she lost her championships. She's always just that person that you looked at, man. She was a competitor. And I'm gonna miss her. I, I you know, I was uh, in watching it. You know, I was, uh, I've, I felt bad for her, but I felt good because you know, the next chapter is gonna come. She's gonna be a winner at that. But you know, I know she, you know, put everything she could into that. I do think that it makes a difference when you didn't have any fights since that time, yeah. since that fight back in 2020. At the beginning, you know, that's a long time away from it yes you know she's still a great fighter and stuff but 
Wei Li had been fighting and had been fighting tough people and been, you know, improving in what she did. And you could see the improvements in Wei Li as far as, especially in her wrestling, just phenomenal. Oh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah, give it up for Henry, Henry man. Cejudo. Hey, you know, he taught her stuff that she, she obviously bit into, understood, and is now utilizing. It's going to make her a bigger problem for other uh, fighters out there. But, Yoana, I just want to tell you, man, thank you. You're, you've been fucking phenomenal. You're an awesome champion. I'm, I'm glad to see you go, but I'm so sorry to see you go. But I know that you're going to be a winner in your next uh, chapter of your life and whatever you're going to do. And if it's, you want to become a mom, that's awesome. I hope that you know happens for you in the time period that you want. But whatever, thank you. You've been uh, just amazing. John, there was you said it right off the bat, though, is that the time frame away and then her last fight was her loss to Whaley and then coming back and yep. fighting Whaley again. I think that time, it looked like, look, there was moments of greatness that we've seen out of her for the longest time, okay? But then there was also moments where she looked like she was forcing and pushing that right hand. She was kind of like clubbing it, like she was rushing it so much. Yeah. That just has to do with fight speed, you know? Coming back after, what, two years, two and a half years or what, two years away? Yep. Her coming yep. back and going, Oh, I got to, it's got to, the speed's got to be there and all those things. When she threw the glimpses of what we've seen before in the past, when she was throwing straight with the jab and the one, two and mixing up the hook and long with the straight right behind looked it. Great. She looked phenomenal. But then there was moments where she sat down and bit on her mouthpiece and started clubbing punches and they didn't have the same effect. And that left her too much in close range to be clinched and taken down or pressed to the fence or anything along those lines. But I can't take anything away from Wei Li Zhang. Like Wei Li no. looked great. She looked amazing. She did everything she needed to do. She mixed the fight up in all aspects. She threw the combinations. She got to the clinch, pressed to the fence. The, the wrestling was, like you said, was on point. Oh. What the, How she did the transitions from the double to the single to the dump to the lift to all of those things. She looked phenomenal. And I'm telling I'm telling everybody right now, if this Whaley shows up to fight, I don't give a shit who it is. Rose. To fight Carla. Carla well, it's going to be Carla. Dana yeah, said this was the uh, eliminator. So Carlos Barza, that's your opponent coming up next. Wow, wow. I mean, and then and okay, I'm looking forward to that fight. And we talked about this. And I'm looking forward to. It. There was the other one, uh, Caitlin Vieira, right? Yeah. What, what do you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's gonna be a tough fight. But here's the thing: we overlook. And I think a lot of people overlook Carla Esparza. You know that yeah. oh, she's been around for the longest time. You know she. She's not impressive on the feet, but she's got a lot more comfortable on the feet. Her wrestling, though, I think is going to be better than Wei Li. But Wei Li is the one that's going to walk her down, throw big shots, try to stuff the takedowns. She could leave herself open. She does jump in on her combinations. Wei Li does. You know, but if you're going to jump in into the body lock, then that's different. That's what she did last night. She's not going to be able to do that with Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza will drop her level and get in on the double leg and get to the takedown. Carla on top is pretty good. Pretty damn good. So that makes for a fun fight. It makes for an interesting fight on who can impose their will the most. I think Whaley's got the advantage, uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna continue to keep rolling out Carla, man. She's tough. Oh, um, she is tough. But to go back to Joanna, to go back to Joanna, you're right, John. I'm gonna be. I'm sad to see her go, but she said all the things that I wanted to hear her say about her yeah. leaving. Okay, is I want to start a family. She'll be 35 here coming up. She wants to start a family. She wants, there's things she has, she has business ventures she really wants to try and work on. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure that they'll probably try to work her in to some sort of Polish 
broadcast, whatever it is, whatever they're doing to to broadcast their their events in uh, in Poland. I would imagine. And you've got John, you got Blahovich, you've got her, you've got other other Polish fighters. She is probably one of the one of the best candidates to be leading the way in terms of being an analyst for that for for to represent their country, you know, and for the UFC. She is amazing. She's always been amazing. Her output has always been great. Her technique has always been phenomenal. She is a winner to the core. All of those things being said, when fighters want to step away, having a reason and a purpose to do it is one thing instead of being forced out. She can continue to fight at a high level. There's no doubt sure. about that. She got clipped. She got caught last night after a two-year layoff. Are you kidding me? Against who? Someone who's probably going to end up being champion again. So no, there's no shame in what happened last night. She can make another run if she wants, but the ex- not the excuse. The reasons behind her leaving are very valid, and you have to you have to understand. Female fighters, they they put their life on hold, like men do. Okay, but to have kids, they yeah, put their life on much. hold. Yeah. Women, yeah, female fighters put their lives on hold yes. much more than men. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, and then to make the and then after if they do have kids, to make that to to make that return is very impressive. You've seen fighters yeah. do it, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of them that want to continue to have that success. Okay, like uh, like Joanna, they want to make sure that it is probably towards the end, not yeah. in the beginning, because it could derail their their goals and their and and their drive to become champion or to continue to be champion. And so I think she's stepping away for all the right reasons. She knows that, and I'm happy for her. I'm happy to see that she's making, she's having it, she's doing it on her terms. That's yep. what's great about it. That is. That's what's nice. Yeah. I am gonna be sad to see her go though. She's yeah. fun to watch, man. She's she is, man. She is so good technically. Mm-hmm. But all right, this is the one. Look, we said it's gonna go in the over. Thank God we said that. <laughs> but yeah, this is the one where we were saying, now do you take it? No, I don't take I don't take the odds and stuff. Quickly, I want to talk to you about one of the greatest products out there. I am talking about fume. Fume is your way to stop smoking, to get off of that nasty vape that you are heavily influenced by you want to be a healthy person you want to be healthy for all the other people around you this is the way fume is a product that you will use to keep with that hand-to-mouth habit but it's healthy you can do it anywhere there is nothing that comes out of this it's essential oil core that you put into this and it will help you become a healthier person i will tell you that i use fume all the time i love the product it is fantastic. Every time you open up one of those cores and you smell it, you go, man, that is awesome. And then you take that, get it into your sinus cavities. It feels so good. You have a great fresh scent, no matter what it is, peppermint, bubbly, lime, conquer, all the different flavors they have. Amazing is what fume is. Josh, I know you use fume. You love the product. Talk to me a little bit about what it does for you. As most of you guys know, when you guys listen to me talk, I get a little nasally sometimes. So I use breathefume.com slash Wayne in. Go to breathefume.com slash Wayne in. Fume is F-U-M. Okay, not F-U-M-E. Get rid of the E like Big John likes to say. Breathefume.com slash Wayne in. When I get nasally at night right before bed, <clears throat> like I am right now, okay, what I'm doing is I take that. I I like the peppermint. feels like it clears me out quite a bit. So I use that a couple times. I don't have, I've never smoked. I've never have vaped. I've never done any of those things before. But 
I do understand the enjoyment of going back and forth with that hand to mouth action in terms of basically breathing in, feeling that relief and that pressure from my nasal cavity from the peppermint. But not only just talk about that, Joe Rogan even brought this up talking about this new prominent that Breathe Fume has out and it's made from what? Maple, uh, oak maple or maple oak, right? And it's, it's awesome. But he also talked about how the addiction of the hand to mouth goes there and it is very hard for smokers. Now there is also a viral video about Breathe Fume on TikTok as well. There's a young lady who is actually using the Breathe Fume saying, look, this will definitely help me. She has tried in so many ways on how to quit smoking these are the things that you want to hear. These are the success stories you want to hear about Breathe Fume. And then I'm here to bring them to you as well. Let you guys understand that this is not just a gimmick. This is something that will really help you quit smoking and quit vaping. So go to breathefume.com slash Wayne in. Use our promo code Wayne in. Get a little additional cash off. Okay. And understand that this is something better for you and your health. Talia Santos came out there and put on a really good performance. She at it was... Valentina has lived on the fact that even against very good ground fighters, she's been able to dominate the positions on the ground. She uses her stand-up to lead into takedowns where she beats people up on the ground. And every time, for the most part, especially in the first you know, three, four rounds of the fight, every time she went to that ground position, she tried for the takedown, she got in trouble. She got put into, you know, Talia was able to, Many times Valentina uses that head and arm toss and she grabs the head and uses it, gets to what we call Kezakatami. When you have someone that understands how to take, you know, the back or change the position, you saw Talia Santos not settling there, not allowing her back to be placed flat on the ground, getting herself to her side and getting herself up out of those positions and causing Valentina problems. This was a close fight. It was Someone had it 49-46 for Valentina. I was like, I don't know how in the world you have that one. But it was a close fight. It was one of those you looked at it and you go, man, it could have gone either way. I thought the second round was one that was, uh, oh, it could have gone either way based upon it. Mm -hmm. Talia was able to get the takedown off of was the reversal off of the takedown. And she ended up in the guard but she didn't do anything and she was getting hit with small shots she was getting hit with elbows she got put into the go-go plata for just you know let's say a second and a half but offensively she wasn't really going after valentina in that round and i think that round was one of the ones i think that ended up i jay i mean uh, dave's gonna have to pull up the scorecards on that to see how the judges went in the second round but I think that that was a, a big difference in that fight. You know, it was that second round with her, the inactivity with her in the top positions. When you have those moments, see, like, and we had one going, two, two of them gave it to Shevchenko. And I thought, I said, man, they're, they're going to say that Santos didn't do enough. And, and it's one, you know, David Lethby went with Santos. He gave her the first three rounds. But it was that second round that I thought was the the telltale. That's the one that's going to be a problem here. Which way did they go? And it was, in my opinion, when you have someone in that, you are in their guard, it's okay that you're in their guard. I'm not telling you you have to pass through the guard. You don't have to get to an advanced position. But you have to work and you have to at least be landing. You have gravity working on your side. You have to be at least landing punches 
Try to land elbows. Make it look like you're trying to do damage in those moments. Don't allow her to just be the person that looks like she's doing most of the work. And that's what happened in the second round. And I think that was one of the big telltale, you know, if it had switched over, you know, it could have been where, I, you know, that round, if it switched on the judges' scorecards, might have made a difference. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know you thought you thought Santos. Won. No, I thought Santos. I thought Santos won the fight, and then on top of that, look, and I thought also, Dave, go back to that real quick. Th there is so many ways, and let's let me just clarify this. I'm, I'm going to talk about first and second round. I thought I thought Jason Herzog did an injustice to Santos by standing them up because that right there automatically influences the judges to say, hey, that she wasn't being active enough to really dominate that that portion of the fight. Was she being active? Fine, if that's what. She was she was on the top position doing what she needed to do. What well, we, okay, look, hold it. What does she need I, to do? She needs to be okay. Look, she can be a little bit more active. But John, yeah. let's not. This is a, this is a five round fight. Let's not just go standing people up because the person on bottom isn't doing much either, though. Like there, she was being a, she was attacking a little bit, but not enough to be like from the bottom. But I'm, uh, Valentina was attacking a little bit from the bottom. Sure, she had a couple threats there. But if she's also busy from the bottom, why why are you standing up? Maybe she wants to finish the fight from the bottom. If that was a jiu-jitsu person, would he have done that? That's my point. My point is, though, is that, look, if the person on bottom is being active, maybe that's where they want the fight then. If she was getting close to a go-go plata, why would you stand me up? Because then now you're saying that basically, oh, I need to stand this fight up because both are supposed to be stand-up fighters or because the other person on bottom is a stand-up fighter. I thought it was a mistake by Herzog to stand the fight up. No. I, I just I just thought it I, was and I thought it influenced I, I thought it influenced if that's what if I'm looking at the scorecards now, I think it influenced how the judges scored that round. I had I had Santos winning the first two rounds, then I think she won the fourth. I think it was the fourth, I can't remember. No, but I had her winning the fight. The, she, she, she won the she definitely she won, won the, the third. third. She won the third. Okay, so then she won definitely the first won the three third. rounds. I looked I looked at it a couple different ways though. The fight started the, the momentum of the fight changed after the headbutt. And and, I, and if you recall, remember the headbutt. I think that's not a headbutt. The, the clash, unintentional Whatever. clash of heads. They both did it at the. It wasn't. It's called a headbutt. When both heads headbutt, hit, it's headbutt headbutt means there was intent behind it. No, it doesn't. Dave, move move that up a little bit so we can see that the media scores on here because I'm seeing everything for Shevchenko. Wow. Mm -mm. Everybody had it. For oh, now, now, now we want to follow. Now we care about what the media thinks. No, I'm just I'm looking because at least it gives you. There you go. Now you have the ones for Santos. Yeah. No, I mean, I just I look at it. I look at it this okay. way. If I am Dana White, I'm running that fight directly back. I can understand that. No one's get. No one's giving her. Get, no one's giving Shevchenko a problem. Up until this fight, no, and the first could, person that and I could and say, I, I agree, I no agree with you. I agree with you that that clash, especially you know that that happened on Santos's eye, the cl unintentional clash of the heads, the, the headbutt, no yeah. headbutt. But <laughs> I do agree with you. It it was a it was a momentum change. It was mm -hmm. from that moment on, Santos was having more problems, and Valentina was coming on. Did it have something to do with that? I think it possibly did. Yeah. I, if I'm Dana White, though, I'm thinking to myself, no one's really given her a run for her money like this. No one's given her this tough of a fight. I mean, there's been some lackluster performances by her, but she had to really grit down on it to get this win. Shevchenko did. And I think Santos, she is she can be a lot better of a fighter 
she will look at, she'll go back and watch this fight and kick herself in the ass. She's going to go, there was moments I could have done this. I could have done that. You know, like this, the stand-up in the second round. She's like, she'll probably go back and go, damn, I could have been a little bit more. busier. I could have done this. I could have done this, you know? Yeah. And also in the fifth round, she could have done more off the, off her back. She could have tried to get back to her feet. She could have, she, I think she was content with just being down there. I really believe when she go back, she goes back to watch this fight. She's going to start thinking to herself. She's going to start believing in herself. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see somebody last night that who believed in herself. I think that's the why? biggest difference. Yeah, exactly. When I, we want to know yeah. why I think that John is after the headbutt, there was a little bit of that squinting of the eye. Yep. And at all the, the end time. of the fight, when, yeah. And at the end of the fight, the eye was fine. It was swollen, but it was fine. She, it, it looked a lot more swollen as the fight was going on. And at the end of the fight, when they were getting ready, she could see out of it. It was open. But during the fight, it was constantly squinted until the end of the fight when it was no longer a factor, no more, no, and there was no, it was, it would, I see this all the time. I don't know. I'm sure you've seen it a bunch of times. Fighters use that as the crutch. Some fighters will use like, oh, you know, they'll start using it as a crutch. And it just, it looked like she didn't believe that she could get the win. I was like, what are you doing? You have all the ability. You're, you could win this fight. She's going to oh, yeah. go back and watch this fight, and she's going to learn a lot. She's going to understand that no one's given Shevchenko a run for the, her money like this. Now, in all fairness, if they run this thing back, Shevchenko will come with a better game plan. She yeah. will be a better fighter because of this. That's yep. who she is. She knows how to be a winner, and she won last night based on the fact that she knows how to be a winner. That's it. You know, there was a moment there where she kicked her, she kicked her low, where Shevchenko kicked her low, and then she used that opportunity to throw a head kick. She was not she was not messing around. No. There's some fighters that are cut that way. A lot of fighters will sometimes just step, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, or I'll give a second. You know, out of sportsmanship. Shevchenko, she showed me right there who she is. She's a winner. She's like, I don't give a shit what you <laughs> I don't care if I kicked you in the crotch. Get, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go for the, the finishing blow. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a head kick. She, she used the she Josh Thompson it. technique right there. You're always talking about Those kicking kick. Dave somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave <laughs> deserves it though. <laughs> Uh, if John, if you're if you're watching the if you're watching that fight last night, I mean, who else? If you're looking, I mean, yeah, for Caitlin Vieira, right? Is next? No, she's a different weight class. Who would be next? A different weight class. Who's uh? Who would be next for her? Who's gonna be next for uh, Valentina? Yeah. Oh man. Oh, Chikagian. That one's uh, yeah. Chikagian is the one. That's, you got a, you got the two. Alexa Grasso coming up and Mano. She's not Fano. ready for her. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think either one. I think uh, Mano Ferro. Is it Ferro? Ferro? Whatever the the French girl. Yeah. I don't think she's yep. quite ready for either. Even though I think you know, in the stand up, it would be an interesting fight. I think Valentina would end up taking her down. But those are really the two that I see, yeah. and I don't think either one is quite at that position right now. That they. That's a good fight for them. Santos scrambling ability, Santos speed on the feet, Santos putting the combination together. I don't see how she doesn't leapfrog Laura Murphy, Jessica Andrade, and you know, and up to that Chikagian position. Now, if, if Chikagian gets another a, a shot, I'm cool with that. I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe we watch Santos versus Andrade then, or Lauren Murphy. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's going to go well for either one of them. Well, Lauren Lauren Murphy's fighting uh, Misha Tate coming up. Yeah, that's coming up on the July, right? Yeah. I think it's that uh, July card. So uh, tough fight. I, 
I did see a lot of people say, oh, it was a robbery. No, it wasn't a robbery. No, it wasn't a okay. robbery. It wasn't a robbery. I mean, I can understand where, you know, mo- I would say that probably 60% of the people were thinking that Valentina won. 40% were thinking that Santos won. So, you know, close fight. I thought there was moments there, though. And, and you're talk- you talked about the one. For a referee, what a referee's looking for in that second round from Santos to not be stood up. If you're the one in the top position, if I would go in the back and I would talk to Josh, I would say, look, if you end up taking your opponent down, I am saying that you are in control of that position. You are the you want that fight there? So then if you're in that position, you're the one that I need to see trying to move that fight forward. I need to see you trying to either change position so you advance your position. I need to see you trying to do damage to them. If your opponent is trying to defend and slow you down and they close their guard and pull you in, as long as you're working to get out of that so you can do damage, I'm going to let you stay. When you are in the top position and you start to stall, you start to just put your hands on biceps, you start to just hold the position and you're not doing anything to either do damage or advance your position, you're going to hear me tell you, hey, you know, if you want to stay there, get busy. And then if you don't, I'm going to be standing you up and that's why Jason Herzog stood her up. He did exactly what we do all the time. But, John, Go ahead. if you're telling me that Shevchenko was threatening the submissions and she was getting close here and there for a split second, why are you standing him up? First off, Shevchenko was the one trying Shevchenko to be offensive from the bottom. Shevchenko, at the time that Jason Herzog stood her up, was in a closed guard. She's not trying for a submission. I understand. But, like, okay, I get so what there, you're there was no submission had, attempt had in there. Attacks from she the had bottom, one. John. You don't just leave someone down there when this fight is being stalled by the person in the top. If Shevchenko, it's being stalled was a by the person, person in the top position. And Shevchenko has beaten nothing but jujitsu people. I'm saying and if Shevchenko she's, she's was a jiu-jitsu person, with he wouldn't have stood her times, up. But well, you do it based upon if you're the ground person and you're on your back and you want to stay in that position, we would tell you the same thing is. If you are on your back, we'll say you've been working to get this takedown. You can't get the takedown, but you end up pulling guard, being on your back. I expect you to go after them. Show me that you are trying to do things that can end the fight. If you close your guard and you hold on to them, you're telling me you're being nothing but defensive. I'm going to stand you up. Go ahead. You lost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no. My point was was that Shevchenko. No, my point was point. that Shevchenko was she was attacking. No, she, she was, tried to go go plot it didn't said. work, and then but it, she was landing elbows and she was striking. I said small strikes. Uh, okay, small strikes. Small so then, strikes. so both of them were stalling. So you stood it up because both were stalling. Yeah, both of them basically were at a point where you look and you go, there wasn't enough action. If you're the UFC. You don't want that fight staying in that position. You want that referee doing what not, Jason the Herzog has an did. Answer to the UFC. I'm not talking about the commission. I'm talking about if you're the UFC, you want Jason Herzog doing exactly right. what he did because you want a fight where they're both doing something and it's more exciting. That's so exactly Herzog's paid for by the UFC. So Herzog's being he's been okay. Bought first off, off if you, you don't think said? Herzog, if you don't think Herzog's <laughs> being paid by the UFC, you're a fool. Yes, he's being paid by the UFC. He's being bought. He's being bought. UFC told Every, me to stand here, up. I get Okay, let, I got your point. I get it. I get let's it. let's I make this real it. clear. Everybody that, out there, and they talk about the athletic commission and stuff like that, the UFC, Bellator, P- 
PFL, all are paying for the officials. They pay the referees. They pay the judges. Sometimes they'll write a big check to the commission and the commission then writes a check to the officials. Sometimes that check comes straight from that promotion. So Herzog has an earpiece by Dana White. Stand him up. Stand Dana him up. White wasn't even it. there. I you can't it. even say that. He can phone it in. He can phone it in. Phoned it in. No, we we know we know that's not happening. I just I looked at it as if you're if the person if she was considered to be a good jujitsu person, which she is. She's phenomenal. I think she's a great jujitsu person. Uh, Shevchenko. Yeah, but she's not. She she's not like a Damian Maya. She's not considered to be like a just no. Damian Maya style. Yeah. So my point is, she was active from the bottom with the submission attempts. She was kind of she opened her guard, closed her guard, opened her guard, closed her guard. She was landing some small shots. Why are you standing them up? She's being active from the bottom. Maybe that's where she wants the fight to be. Is because she's known to be a striker. It was, the, and that's the what. That's Again, the perception I got. Remember what that's I said. That's the perception I talked. Who's the person that is the one leading that fight? Who took Dana the White. fight? No. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Dana White, I get it. I understand what you're saying because she's on top. Santos on top. She's supposed to be leading right. the dance. She wasn't that's doing it. enough. That's there right. All right, but you're wrong. Okay, next fight. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Right, next let's, fight. Let's go to the championship fight. The one that uh, just back and forth, unbelievable performance by both guys at 42 years of age. Glover, I love you, man. You you have been phenomenal throughout your career. Just you broke my heart, man. <laughs> You're killing me. In which round? Which you. round did he break your heart? He broke know, my round in the fourth. He broke uh, my round in the fifth. Kind of broke a little bit in the third. I was like, <sighs> well, look, these are some hard times for everyone out there. And one of the most important things is how are you going to properly feed your family? I will tell you, Butcher Box. That's right, Butcher Box is the way. Butcher Box has grass-fed meat, wild salmon and fish, unbelievable treatment, and the processing of chicken, pork. They have it all. They are the very best. And if you're going to get excited about anything, right now, if you sign up with Butcher Box, you will get possibly the greatest thing ever that you could ever have, and that is free bacon for life. When you sign up with Butcher Box right now, you can have free bacon for life with your membership plus ten dollars off you have got to go to butcherbox.com slash weighing in and use the code of weighing in to receive one pack of free bacon in every box of your butcher box membership you order a new thing you get free bacon josh can you think of anything actually better than free bacon yeah, well, if it was bacon-wrapped hot dogs, that's all I can think about. <laughs> the more bacon I can get, the more pork I can get. Let's go. Look, go to ButcherBox.com, weighing in. Use our promo code, weighing in. When you guys type in that ButcherBox.com, weighing in, that'll take you right to our page. Use that code, weighing in, to receive your one pack of free bacon, every box for life of your membership, plus an additional $10 off. Like Big John said, additional $10 off. Plus the free bacon. Look, all of the processed, uh, all the all the food that you order, none of it is processed. It all is free range chicken, wild caught, uh, wild caught fish. Everything is all natural. That's what you're looking for. And look, and right now, when you go to places like Costco, Safeway, 
The markup on that food is ridiculous. You don't have to worry about looking around the meat department for no antibiotics. You understand when you buy from butcherbox.com, there will be no added or uh, antibiotics. There will be no added hormones. There will be none of those things in your food when you are feeding your family. The price of of meats right now, whether it's chicken, whether it's bacon, wh- bacon, bacon, whether it's chicken, bacon. whether it's bacon, steaks, ribeyes, all of those things, okay, is through the roof. Go to butcherbox.com, use our promo code Wayne in. And I'm telling you guys right now, this is amazing when it just shows up at your door. It's already frozen a little bit. You just throw it into your freezer. You can bring it out when you need it for your family, making sure that you keep your food in the freezer until you pull it out. Can cook it fresh there. I'm telling you guys right now, the food is amazing. The meats are amazing. Everything about butcherbox.com. We and both John and I and even Podcast Dave, we all love. So I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. But like I said, John, go ahead and repeat that. That promo code is butcherbox.com slash weighing in. And what are they giving you one last time? They are giving you free bacon for life, which is unbelievable. Look, the one thing you're going to find out if you get Butcher Box and when you get Butcher Box is the quality. You're going to see the quality of what the product is. Everything they put out is the very best you can get. Go to butcherbox.com slash weighing in and use that promo code of weighing in to receive this deal. It is a great deal. Free bacon for life. You can't say anything more. But you know you got you got to give it up for Yuri, and I've watched Yuri do this time and time again. Look, I did Yuri's last loss, which was now what 13, 12, 13 fights ago. It was against Mo Law in Japan, and it was uh, he got hurt just like Glover was able to hurt him in the fifth round. You saw he was getting you know hurt big time, and he hurt him you know earlier than that too. But it was. This guy can, and I, I was when texting to you. I said, "Dude, he, he doesn't have a granite chin. He's got a granite head. It's yeah. just amazing what this guy can put up with." And I and I've watched him do it so many times, where guys will hit him with big shots, put him in good submission holds. It's tight. It just doesn't work. The guy figures a way out. He figures a way to fight his way through it. He figures a way to get distance or close the gap to give himself time to where now he's back. He's just a fucking winner, okay? He's awkward. He does things in crazy fucking ways. Sometimes you look and you go, you're making big mistakes. It doesn't matter. He's a fucking winner. He is tough as hell. He's going to be in that position up at the top with the UFC's light heavyweight division for a while. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's going to be there for a while. I agree with you. I don't know if he'll be champion for a I, long time. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see Glover making another run if they allow him to do it. We all know I'm how not, this works. I just don't, I just don't see At that At 42 happening. years old, I'm not sure if they're going to let Glover do another run at this. They're going to try to put in somebody else. You know, yeah. who, who Can you pull up the rankings for that situation there, Dave? For 205? No, nah, there's, there, there, there's some clear choices when you take a look at it. You know, obviously Rakic, who who lost his fight, uh, with well, he'll Blahovich. be out for a while. Yeah, but Ankalaev is someone yeah. he he can cause problems in that division. You still got you know guys like Dominic Reyes who lost to uh, Prohaska before, but he's still there. And you know, that's his last fight. That's Dominic uh, Reyes' last fight, and that was what yeah, two years ago. Absolutely, yeah. It's been a while. Almost, yeah, but Jeez. Anthony Smith. 
still veteran fighter, ton of fights, but you know, cagey, good everywhere. He's got a good ground game. He's got a good stand-up game. He's a guy when you're taking a look at Prohaska, Anthony Smith kind of he matches up pretty well with him. He's got the length, he's got the size, he's he's got power in his hands. He's got a you know a good ground game. He's he's a guy that you know you're looking at it. That's a good matchup, you know, for Yuri. But Yuri is just the dude is just tough as hell. John, let, let's let's skip to the good part. Let's okay? go. Like on the Instagram little voiceover stuff, they said let's just skip to the good part. The good part is this: it was a great fight. absolutely outstanding what you want to see in a main event is the back and forth yeah did we ever get back and forth but generally when you get back and forth what you get is low fight iq okay and that's what we got a little bit last night of and i am a huge glover fan i was on the side of my i was on the edge of my seat just going come on glover do this do that like you could hear his corner yelling him Pull him away from the fence. I know. How many times did Yuri explode out of there to a top position or how to many, a scramble? T- how many times did Glover mount him? Yeah. Josh, think about this. You saw Glover Teixeira, who we know is just phenomenal on the ground, mount him. He had to mount Yuri five, six, seven times in that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times have you seen someone get mounted that many times? And come out the winner. Because Glover, Glover was ahead on the scorecards. He was ahead on yeah. the scorecards in the, going into I that. I thought it was you know, close. I had it 2-2 two, two going into the fifth. And he was winning the fifth round. Dominating it. You know? And you just look and you go, you just, it was. it's kind of like trying to catch sand. It's, you know, <laughs> it was just slipping away from him. And it's like, God damn. I thought he fought a great fight as far as what I could expect from him at the age of 42, the output, even in the standup, I thought he had his moments. That left hook oh. was money for a while, man. He hit that left hook so many times and he was having problems with the length of, you know, Yuri, like he, you know, had with John Jones at times, but then he kind of figured out that range, figured out the distance. And when Yuri slowed down a little bit, that helped him in being able to touch him more. I was still amazed at Yuri and his ground game because like I said I've seen him on the ground too many times yes he's good but he's not at Glover's level and I thought if Glover got on top of him in those situations it was going to be very tough for Yuri man he freaking fought his way through those he was just a monster as far as I will not quit I will not stop this will not be the enemy And, and he took some damage down there and like I said you you see a fight where Glover Teixeira gets mount six seven times in that fight, and he loses. I'm shocked. No, I agree with you 100. I w- I wouldn't have thought if this fight would have went. I thought after the first two rounds, Glover would have potentially submit, submitted him. After especially seeing that he was able to get takedowns pretty easily, and he and as they got sweatier, it got harder. But yeah, then really in later, the shots. The, the, the shots started landing for Glover in that fourth and fifth round. He was able to start finding the range and touching him with the hands, the left hook and the straight, right coming over the top. He was finding that range. He realized that he had to fight him in a phone booth. And when he fought him a little yeah. bit closer, he got in that range instead of jumping in and lunging in when he, when he stayed outside of his range, he was getting hit with the long strikes, the long punches, the long leaping in jabs, all of those things that Yuri was throwing. 
he was getting hit with those. But when Glover found out in that fourth and fifth that he could close and smash the space, fight him in a phone booth, he started having success. Glover's stand-up is real good. What drove me nuts, John, was a couple situations. It's always position over submission. Yeah. He had the mount. He went to the side choke. Now, we all know that side choke's his move. That's like yeah. his technique. He, yep. he When he gets a side choke on people, it's there. But when you get there and you realize and when you you're know that sweaty, when it's not going to happen, you know when exactly. you're losing it. Exactly. I'm pulling my fucking hair out watching yeah. this go down. And he didn't even like put the knee on the belly to keep him from trying to roll his hips away so he could take the back off of that. And I'm yeah. like, Glover, we know that you're so much you're so much of a better grappler and a, and a smarter fighter than this. He made in the fourth and the fifth round, he made a ton of mistakes. Now. He also addressed that those mistakes and and issues at the end of the fight. I was he said I was tired. <laughs> the he bottom was. line was like I got I got hit with some big body shots. Oh, he did. He's like and, and he goes and I was tired. He's like it really took the took the wind out of me. And I started understanding that what people and I always say that and, and this has been a saying for the longest time. Fatigue makes cowards out of all of us. And it was nope. it wasn't it, it wasn't the fatigue. He was never a coward. That's not the point. The point is, is that it made him, it made him it not. You, it makes you not attack. It makes you slow down. It makes you not go after the things that are there. It, it takes away your fight IQ. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't, you can't think properly when you're that tired. He, yeah. The mistakes that he was making were just, they, they were, they were just mistakes he would never make if he wasn't tired. And I understand, 42 years old, man, tip your hat to this guy. Hello. Hello. Still out there doing it, getting it done. Yuri's, I won't say a young buck, but he's young. He's, he's a young buck. Younger than, than, yeah, he's younger than, way younger than Glover. He's 29. Still, I've looked at That's this, a young I've buck. i looked at this fight. That is, it's your prime. Um, but Glover, I'd like to see him get another run, man. And I honestly, I just to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind watching this fight get run back. Just my personal opinion. I wouldn't mind watching it because Glover had the fight in the bag. And at 42 years old, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Yeah, no, I think Yuri will come back. I know. I know it's not, but I'd love to see it. I yeah. mean, Glover's Glover's a fan favorite. And he's, you know, and I think most of you guys can hear from the tone of our voices that we're, we're big Glover fans. We got a lot of love for that guy. He is probably one of the nicest guys to ever step foot in the cage. Uh, one of the nice guys I've ever come across in person. He's a phenomenal person. And just an outstanding, standing fighter. Amazing. I've known I've known Glover for twenty years, maybe Jeez. a little bit more. I mean, he is as good a person as you will find. He is so funny. He is funny as hell. He's so kind. Uh, he will help anybody. He's just a great individual. He was a great representative for the UFC, in my opinion. Whether he was champion or not, uh, he is. He's exactly what you want your fighters to be. He comes, he fights, he fights as hard as he can, gives it everything he can, you know, and uh, he loves the sport. He loves the actual competition of the fight, you know, and he said, you know, at the end he goes, he says, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not going to retire. I'm, I'm coming back and that's great. I, I hope going. he does. I, I just don't see them putting him in a championship fight again based solely. He's 42 years of age. You know, he would have to go through another four or five wins, in my opinion, in some way. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, they would do it after two wins or three. But 
you know, it took him five wins to get that title shot again. And they were kind of almost forced into it based upon, mm. you know, who he had beaten and stuff. And then he gets the win against Blahovich. But there's so many guys, you know, out there that you can look at. And Blahovich probably being the number one guy for uh, Yuri to fight. You know, I just think there's a, there's a line in front of him where that's now years where he's 43, 44 before he gets that shot again. Let's uh, Dave go back to the rankings. I'm going to point this out. Jan's going to probably get the, the, the fight next. So Jan yeah. will be next. Yeah. Yuri's champion. Glover's going to drop to number one. Okay. We're going to fight. Look, if, if they have him fight Ankalaev and he beats Ankalaev, they have no choice. Yeah. Rakic is out for a while. Anthony yeah, Smith Rak- sure is Rakic right is there. Out. Yeah, Rakic but, is out. But if he beats Ankalaev, I'm sorry, but he has no one else. Anthony Smith is there. He's already beat Anthony Smith. I'm sorry. If he beats Ankalaev, which is not going to be an easy fight, it's going to be... That's yeah. probably the toughest fight in the division for him. But I th- I could see them giving him that. I could see him having that fight and being like, hey, you beat you beat Glover or Glover beats you. Glover's going to get another shot if he beats him. Yeah, maybe. There's no one else, John. There's maybe. no one else. No, I, I mean, yeah, it could be. You have Santos. Well, there, you got there are Smith. guys. You know, Jamal Hill's coming up from the bottom there. Uh, yeah. Paul Craig has been looking really good. Started no, I'm not from the bottom that. now. I'm here. You know, you've got, yeah, look, I want to see Paul Craig. Paul Craig and Glover that's would be a I good said. fight. That's too that's low of a drop. That's too low of a drop for him, I think. He, I'd yeah. like to, he's going to probably end up having to fight Uncle Live. I think Uncle Live would be it. But yeah, I don't know. All I can say is this I think, Glover, you fought your ass off. You have nothing to feel bad about, man. You put it all out there. It was a fantastic fight. So, you know what? Just keep just keep checking those blows, brother. You're doing great. And congratulations to Yuri, man. You talk about hanging in there and, you know, never giving up and, and putting it all out there with, you know, twenty eight seconds left. When he grabbed that choke, I was like, you know, knowing hey, Glover's I said, Oh, that's trouble. And then, yeah, yeah, he had you know, no legs or anything. You don't need it when you're that tired and everything, but it's also Yuri's that tired, and to get that squeeze and stuff is not easy. And way to go, man! Way to grab hold and and basically grab freaking victory from defeat, man. That's yeah. how you do it, and that's why you're the well, champ. What, you know what went through my mind at that, that very moment when I saw that? Chael peace Summon. Ooh, yeah. Like the Anderson Silva he's just had, snatching he's had those. it. He's snatching had those, it from him, yep. yeah. Man. And in this position, you, you know that that first fight with Chael and Anderson, people don't forget, dude. There, you know that was when ten eights were not easy to get. I think he had two rounds where all just I want to say all, all the judges gave him a ten eight and one, and two of them gave him a ten eight in the, in the next. He was so Jeez. far ahead in that fight, Jeez. and well, this is you know, and this it, is why we say there's so many ways. For you to lose that's what makes <laughs> mma what it is and it's just the yeah. truth yeah yeah look glover's gonna be he'll be back i think he's gonna end up fighting uncle live neff while what next while um <clears throat> lahovich fights for the title against yuri that should be a fun fight excited for that fight rakic is out for a while probably with the knee anthony smith and anthony smith probably just gonna be lingering around in there maybe you'll see the paul greg and anthony smith fight who knows you know, does Reyes come back? That's there's yeah. conversation there. He's been too, out for two years, or you know, or time. so whatever. Been out for a long time. But overall, though, I mean, when I go back and I look at this fight card, 
Good fight card. Damn good. You know, uh, Damn when, good. When I Top talk about when people talk to me about like, man, you should you pay all that money for the pay per views. I mean, to watch my friends, I'm a big fan of Glovers. I'm gonna watch yep. that fight, of course. Yep. You know, making sure he's getting paid. He's the champ. He's getting he's getting the uh, pay per view dollars. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. But otherwise, I'm gonna just crack stream it the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. When the boys are fighting, man, you gotta put that money down. Put that yep. money down. Go ahead and do it. All right, well, hey, that's gonna wrap up our talk for UFC 275. Great card, great performances by all the fighters. Tip my hat to all of them for laying it all out there on the line. And uh, it's a sad day to see Joanna Young Jacek leave. Yeah. But I wish her wish her nothing but the best. And yeah. uh, future, you know, with uh, possibly uh, children and family and starting a family and doing all that. Best of luck to her. And I want to thank her for all the great memories um, in that cage and outside the cage and all the times we passed by. And and uh, want to thank you so much for everything. You've done for the sport. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Dave, what else you got for us, buddy? All right, let's just uh, talk about two fight announcements uh, that came out in the last few days here. So the first one being a title we don't have to think about who's fighting for next. There you um, go. And it's Usman Dave versus Edwards it. too. <laughs> Dave found it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So we have a so title for yeah, yeah. Well, just before we started the show, Dave had a uh, someone, a media guy, had put up the thing saying, "Is it time for an interim title?" And John and I both go, "They announced the fight last night. What are you talking about, an interim title? You interim have title. Usman versus Edwards. Yeah, yeah they're fighting. Uh, I didn't know what the date was, but I knew it was sometime in August. So August twentieth, which is Saturday. All right, all right. I'm down. I'm down. I mean, Leon's been waiting a long time, John. It's uh, oh, he has. It's a matter of you know, and this will Usman be the same? Will Usman be the same after the hand surgery? Uh, will his hands be as clean and crisp as they as we've seen in the last couple of fights? We know they we know that his wrestling will still be there, but let's not forget the wrestling is there. But for him to make the strides that he has made in his stand up, how much did he get away from his wrestling to do that? You've got to split time. Yeah. You know, he we everyone knows he's one of the best wrestlers in the game. Okay, but then for him to, to have the strides that he's had in his stand-up, he had to have taken time away from his wrestling. So how much has his wrestling suffered since then? And how much will the hand play a factor coming in? There's a lot of unanswered questions. That's what makes this fight really interesting to me because Leon's gotten a lot better since their first fight. And so is Usman. So is yeah. Usman. But yeah. you could say that people start reading their own paper clippings when they start getting knockouts over guys like George Masvidal. So, like, you got to be very cautious, got to be very careful of not falling in love with the power, not falling in love with the stand-up. Because when I look at the two guys, Leon is the faster and the more precise striker on the feet. He's got good footwork, and I think he'll be able to stuff a takedown or two. He's just got to he's got to make sure that he works to get back to his feet as fast as possible. But as I've said in the last two times that Usman's fought, I'm done. I'm done saying that he's going to lose. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done saying that he can't win the fight, or I'm done saying that so and so is going to beat him. I'm not saying that. <laughs> this could be a good the, fight, though. I think it's an inter a super interesting fight. I think it's uh, it's one of those. I think people are going to discount Leon Edwards in the fact that oh, he almost got put away by Nate Diaz in his last fight. He's just not that good. He's really good. This yeah. dude is really good. This dude in his stand-up is, as you said, 
He is smooth. He is technically proficient. He's accurate. He has power. He has speed. He is good in the stand-up. And, you know, everyone is riding, you know, high on Usman and his stand-up game. And, look, he has looked good. And he's knocked out guys like Masvidal. And he looked great against Colby Covington. But Colby's not a stand-up guy. But this is his biggest test in the stand-up game. This is a guy that, you know, he's already fought once. But he was a different guy in that Edwards now is a much better defensive wrestler he actually is even offensive with his wrestling at times now. This is a great matchup. You, anybody that looks at this, oh, that you know, Usman's going to walk through him. He's not. I'm not saying that Usman can't win this fight. Obviously, he can. He's that great a champion. He's right now considered what the pound for pound uh, best fighter in the UFC in the world. And so, obviously, Usman's the favorite. But stand by, man. Don't count Edwards out. Edwards is freaking good and getting better. Yes, he got hit by Nate. Anybody can get rocked by a shot. That can happen. Anything that lands on you, and sometimes it doesn't may not look like it's a big shot. It can affect somebody. Usman's coming back, and this is you know when you're the champ and you come back. There's no easy fights. There's no easy fights. So this is a great matchup. The takeaway I got from the Nate Diaz situation is he was running away with the fight. It's easy to get complacent, especially got in the bored. fifth round. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, look, I'm touching him every time I want. I'm doing this and doing that. Now, I can also see the the UFC's point of view. Hey, if you got someone that hurt, that put Why are you not getting rid get of him? Get him out of there. Yeah. Why are you not huh? getting rid of him? Like, if I'm if I'm potentially going to have you fight for the title next, I need champions that finish. Usman's proven to be a finisher. Yeah, I'm going to ask you, know, you a question. I'm going to ask you a simple question, though. How many people do you know, and I mean know personally, that has gotten rid of Nate Diaz? <laughs> you know, <laughs> look, that's let's a good be one, serious. John. There you go, man. I tried to set you that's up for that true. one, but seri- seriously, true. look at you know he got the win against Mas. I mean, uh, Masvidal got the win against him, but it wasn't that he got rid of Diaz. Diaz was stopped by the doctors on cuts. Okay, you know Masvidal wins the fight, but he didn't stop him. Hmm. No one stops. Nate Diaz, yeah. except for one guy that I know. Yeah, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna toot his horn here. I, now. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, it's just you know I know. Um, He's I that understand tough what you're a saying. dude. He is. He is. I I I've trained with Leon. I know how good he is. I know how tough. I know how fast he is. I know Nate's good as well. I've shared the cage with him. Um, he's very durable. Um, I just think that Leon, in their performance, he needed to go out there and try to make a statement, and he didn't do that. He just started skating through the rounds. You can't afford to do that. You can't afford to leave those guys in the fight. Guys like Nate, you can't leave them in the fight. Guys like Usman, if you can get him out of there, get him out of there. I will say this. Gilbert Burns rocked him and got him hurt with the hands. Now, obviously, it's only been one fight removed after that fight, right? He had a fight after that was Masvidal. No. It was only Masvidal and Covington. Oh, that's right. He fought Covington again. Damn. Okay, so... so, But his stand-up has gotten a lot better since... since, um, since he fought Burns, it's gotten better. He's got a lot oh, yeah. more confidence, I should say, in it. Yeah. Okay, but I don't. Want, I don't think he should have too much confidence in it going against Leon with the speed. And Leon's got power. Leon's got a lot of power as well, yeah. and the speed to get it there. You know, it it, it opens a lot of threats well, for uh, Usman. I look at in uh, you know Leon was in his brother's corner, Fabian, when he just fought Leoto Machida, 
And the real question was, you know, the same thing. Fabian does things very similar to Leon as far as he's a counter striker. Like you need to, he got after Leota Machida and lit him up. And, and yeah, I remember you know, I was standing in the cage and, and Leon said, that's the way the Edwards brothers are doing it from now on. So, well, yeah. let's see. Yeah, never giving their opponent a moment to rest, okay? Off the brakes, making them pay. Against the fence, making them pay. On the top position on the ground, making them pay. From the bottom, making them pay. Their their, their mindset now is, we're going to go out there and take our respect. We're not going to be out there trying to earn it. We're going to take it. So it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this fight unfolds. It's a great fight. Next, Next fight, uh, BKFC has announced MVP versus uh, Mike Perry in London. <laughs> I love that. Mike Perry is this. Oh, you do? You, do? you, you, you love that? I'm shaking my head. No. no I love what it. What do you love? Uh, you're, you're shaking your head. No. First off, there's a lot of people going, what? Oh, MVP left Bellator. Bellator allows their fighters. MVP has done professional boxing. He's got a record of, I want to say, 2 0 as a professional boxer. Um, it, It's not the same contractually as what the UFC does. The UFC will not allow their fighters to fight in any other form. Bellator in their contracts, depending upon who you are, they'll let you fight. He's fought in boxing. He's going to fight in uh, bare-knuckle boxing. Look, he ha- uh, I-, I like Mike Perry, and I think Mike Perry is a tough dude. This is not a good matchup for him, dude. Technically and everything, Mike Perry is tough. He'll take shots. He's going to have a hard time landing shots on uh, Page. And when it comes to there being no gloves, Page is way faster than Perry, way faster, yeah. way longer, way more range, and no threat of the takedown, standby, trouble. Okay, I get what you're saying, but you know what else I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you give me give me a reason. Like, can you give me a – like, if – if we're gonna lay this out here, why are we why are we lending our fighter? Who's You're not lending anything. One of our better- You're not lending. You are not lending. We're lending. We're letting him fight another organization. That's lending him. No, you, that. that's part of his For contract. He's allowed. He can okay. sign a contract in a different uh, basic fighting combat sport. Then mm-hmm. he can't do it in MMA, but he can do it in boxing. He can do it in bare knuckle boxing. You're not lending him. I don't think Scott Coker said, hey, I'm going to lend you over to BKFC. Scott Coker didn't have a choice based upon a contract that was signed that allows Michael Venom Page to box and do other combat sports other than MMA for other promotions. You're telling me in that contract that that contract doesn't say, hey, we get approval on the fight, though? I don't know. I should. I can't say. I can't say. It, I mean, it I should. haven't looked at his if, contract. If, exactly. But I'm saying, like, I'm okay with you guys finding. But like, to me, this is just a bad look. I mean, it. I don't. I don't like this fight. What's bad only about based it? On, What's bad about it? My look. Go ahead. First off, it's a bare, it's a bare knuckle fight. I'm fine with. I actually really. I'm actually kind of really starting okay. to fall in love with the sport. Okay. I. That's not it. This is not a good fight for Mike Perry. I agree with you on that. Okay. Okay. I agree with you on that. But the the last thing is though, is John, this is not, let's just say out of a fluke, he gets clipped. Oh, he could. And that can happen in any fight. I agree with you. Absolutely. On any Absolutely. Okay? 
but fighting, but fighting. Be careful how I put this. <laughs> I, just only because I got I got a lot of respect for Mike Perry. I got a lot of respect for Mike Perry. So do I. I, I really do. like I Mike Perry. I love the way he fights. I love the He's way he tough fights. As hell. He is a gamer. Yes. Yeah, I think he called him the dragon breather now because of that that shot of him blowing blood out of his mouth in his last fight. It was freaking awesome. Great photo. <laughs> but the bottom the, the, the thing is, is that there's no win situation here. If MVP doesn't get him out of there quick. Then oh he's a bum. If if he do, if he loses to him, fuck. It's even worse. It's even worse. I just look at it. That's why the UFC doesn't do this. When you're considered, okay, but, let's, let's just, go ahead. Let me let me ask you this. Yes, I understand what you're saying, but that rides on Michael Page. If you're Bellator, or if you were the UFC and had him, or what you know couldn't because the UFC wouldn't let him do it. But if you're Bellator and you he loses the fight, what do you do? Can you sit there and say, okay, see ya, and cut him? You can. You can. No, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't wouldn't cut him based off of him losing in another promotion, like in, in not the same sport. If he's losing in yeah. bare knuckle boxing. But here's the other thing. If he breaks his hand, how long is he out? But that's part, like, and this is this is part and parcel of what, Scott Coker has done for years is he's allowed people to fight in other combat sports other than MMA outside of his promotion. I understand. It's one of the reasons. And it's one of the reasons a lot of people sign with him is they have that freedom to do other things. I get that. I understand that. I guess when I look at when you're trying to find somebody for him to fight, Find somebody that is not is not been released from the UFC. <laughs> but the, you can't. That's what I'm, get, that's what I'm saying. Just leave it alone. I, I, like, I understand I, I, what I you're saying. You want to stop the comparison. I, I want to try to get away gonna, from all these comparisons. You're never going to get away I, I from the comparison. That. I understand that. I just want to get away from. That's why I didn't bring up in the Glover conversation we earlier in the show the Glover and Yuri. I didn't bring up the Nemkov and Corey thing. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done talking about that stuff. I'm done just saying like, oh, well, this fighter did this and this fighter did that. I'm done. But in this situation, it's it doesn't it just doesn't look good for me. It doesn't. I I look at it like, first off, he he's he's washed out of the UFC, which is fine. Now he's doing bare knuckle, which I think he's actually way more Taylor. I think it's for, a better uh, Taylor a better fight style for him. Absolutely, I agree with you. Okay, that Michael Venom Page is extremely dangerous on the feet. He's a great boxer. He's got fast hands. He's definitely a lot longer than him. He's definitely a lot faster than Mike Perry. But if this fight doesn't end quick, he's gonna be considered a bum. He's gonna be considered a washout. Uh, not Mike Perry, MVP. It will be, it will just be a bad look on the organization. So you're on, saying on it's, it's more Bellator of fighters. a no win, no win for it's Michael. It's more of a no win. Absolutely, Page. it's more of a no <laughs> win unless he knocks him out in the first round. It's it's more of a no win. Oh, he's all flashy, just all this garbage. That's all we're gonna get. And I'm just I'm calling it out now because I can already foresee it. If he doesn't get him out of there in the first round or by the by the middle of the second round, and and he doesn't get him out of there, it's gonna be a problem. Especially Josh, if he gets in trouble at all. Josh, why are you allowing people to affect you in such a way? Nah, I don't do that. You know, they're not affecting me. They're not affecting me. They're, affect, it they're affecting. It sure seems like, like they are. 
No, what it, what it affects, what it affects is that it affects the perception of not just our fighters, but I can say this about other fighters. Like with Mike Perry, the perception is that when he got into bare knuckle that he would just be basically a, a, a punching bag. Well, he's proven that he's not. Guys like Derek Campos, when they left Bellator and went to that the potato chip company, okay, the the Triad. one that fought the potato, yeah, Triad. Triad. When he went there, he looked Dorito. fucking the amazing. Dorito the Dorito chip. chip. Yeah, when he when he went there and fought, I thought he looked better in that fight than he does a lot of times in his MMA fights because they're not worried about the takedowns. I get that yeah. portion of it all. I think there's certain fighters that rise to that occasion in these bare knuckle fights because this is what they're tailor made for. This is their fighting style. This is what they're good at. Michael yeah, Benapage is very similar to that. He is. I don't know if I get nervous about his hands. That's one thing. He's got big hands, but you know, like they're long and it's, I don't know. You never, I don't know. He breaks his hands. He won't be fighting for a while. He's, he's not young anymore. He's 35 years old. I think it's a lose, lose situation to have him fight Mike Perry. Just my, okay. my, my uh, perception of this. All right. All right. Well, Hey, if you guys enjoyed this show, do us all a big favor. Go to wayneandpodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. We've got sweaters, sweatshirts. Okay, the reason we want you to go and pick it up is we want you yes. to wear that. And we want you to represent and let other people know that you listen to the greatest combat sports podcast on earth. How's that? That was actually well done, John. That was Thank you. And I'm going to get it, someone so. saying something and you know, I don't care because I don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what you have me for. I'm actually going to screenshot it. I and I'm going to send it to you. Uh, you, you. And you do <laughs> that. I do. And, <laughs> and I, go, I, and I, I don't will care. probably... And I'll probably read it for you then. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we've got uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeves. We've got coffee mugs. We've got it all. So check it out at WayneAndPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to our show. And all of our sponsors that continue to rep us, we want to thank you guys. ButcherBox.com slash WayneIn. Use that promo code WayneIn. They're going to give you lifetime of free bacon and $10 bacon. off as well. Your first purchase. Also, go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne, and hopefully made you guys some money over this week. And breathefume.com, new e, no E at the end of fume, breathefume.com slash Wayne in. Use that promo code Wayne in for a little bit of spending cash off. That will help you the with best. your hand to mouth motion and smoking, helping you quit smoking and vaping the healthy way. If you don't believe us, check out their stuff, check out their product, and you guys, I'm telling you guys, will become a believer. You'll become a fan. John, John, take us away. Hey, there was it was a great night of fights. We had fun. I had fun uh, texting back and forth with you. I love when you always say something, and you're so passionate about it, so passionate and so wrong. I so love wrong. that. <laughs> I was waiting for the so wrong. For everyone out there, thank you for listening, man. Hope you have a great weekend. Do something very good and kind for someone. Make their day special. It'll make you feel good, and we will see you.